this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. So the final tally for Mason McTavish is four goals and two assists for six points. Canada has beaten Slovakia 11-1 at the World Juniors, so they're 2-0 in the tournament. Earlier, Finland over Czechia, 4-3 in a shootout. Coming up later tonight, the United States and Switzerland. CFL tonight, they are uh, about to kick off in Winnipeg. The 9-0 Blue Bombers taking on the 2-6 Alouettes. Tomorrow, Toronto-Hamilton. Saturday at 5, BC and Calgary. That should be a good one. Saturday at 8 o'clock with our coverage on 6.30. Chad, starting at 6.30. It's the Elks, home to the Rough Riders. Jim Germany, Joe Holloman, Ed Jones will be added to the Wall of Honor. And a gentleman who uh, has been on the uh, Wall of Honor for, uh, oh, 30-some years. And checking in tonight, I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports, Brian Kelly. Brian, you're on with Reed. How are things, sir? Uh, fine, Reed. And... Uh... You mentioning that I've been on there for 30-some years is, is rather alarming to me because it makes me, I'm, I'm incredibly old is what it says. Well, I, I didn't mean it that way, but uh, the, you, 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 didn't have to, uh, you didn't have to wait too long after you retired. I mean, what do you remember about that, uh, about that night? I guess first, you know, about being told you were going on the Wall of Honor and then actually the, the night your name went on. You know... I was, it happened so quickly. And, and as I look back, I, it was just like a whirlwind. It was a dinner and, and I never had really this separation of being done playing. And then some of these nice things like the wall of honor and the hall of fame. And I was really just like in my mid thirties and, um, you know, a lot of most players are still playing these days. And, um, it was just exciting, and I'm, you know, as time has gone on, I'm incredibly honored that I was lucky enough to be put on the wall of honor. I take the kids and the grandkids to the game, and I always make sure they uh, genuflect in front of it um, before we go to our seats. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, no, I've been, I was very proud and, and lucky, and uh, and just really lucky to play on such good teams that allowed that to happen. Yeah, well, and more players from those great teams uh, being added here on Saturday night. So let, let's start with Jim Germany because you and he were both on the offensive side of the ball. If it was a it was a run, if it was a running play, I guess unless Warren kept it himself, which he occasionally did, but it was going to Jim Germany or Neil Lumsden. What, what I, I had I interviewed Jim last week. I, I mean, he was amazing, really well spoken, loved playing here, talked about his life after football. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, what do you remember about Jim's role on the team? You know, like pretty much everybody on that team, he showed up every week. He, he was always dependable if yards were needed, you know, because we threw the ball. But whenever we ran the ball, he always got big runs. He scored just boatloads of touchdowns. Um, but he was just so dependable. He was a great blocker, a, a fantastic blocker, which, you know, saved Wilkie's, Warren's, Bacon, uh, certainly more than once. Um, just a... Uh, just a really phenomenal running back that, you know, didn't get hurt. Um, you know, as I say, he showed up every every week, and that was one of the things about those teams that was, was really uh, evident is that players, the players that you wanted to show up, they showed up every week no matter what, and he was one of them. 
All right, the other two guys uh, were on the other side of the ball, so I guess at times in practice you would have gone against them in one form or another. Joe Holloman and uh, and Ed Jones, uh, tell me a little bit about these two guys. Well, Joe Holloman, I would say I probably know more about Joe Holloman than any other player that has played football. Joe and I went against each other every single day in practice. He was big. He was fast. He was so good. And he made me have to get better just every day in practice. Um, we went against each other every day, and I, I, this is so long overdue for Joe. I, I know how good that guy was. And before the term lockdown corner, which is you know very prevalent these days when they're describing somebody, that's what Joe was. I mean, he was faster than other guys, bigger than other guys. He hit, and he was just. He was a great cornerback, and as I said, I had to go against that beast every single day, and it wasn't a lot of fun for me most days. <laughs> well, and how did that fuel the team? I mean, going against, I mean, the best defense you faced some years might have been your own team in practice. I mean, how much did that help? I, I think it, it helped immeasurably. Um, the fact is, I really didn't play against a better cornerback anywhere than Joe Holman was. And so I, and I, but I had to go against him every day and I had to, you know, and he saw all the tricks I had and I had to think of new stuff and because, you know, I had to catch some passes in practice and he, he'd be doing that. If you have the luxury of having somebody that, you know, you, you go against every day in practice and it goes, you know, from one year to the next year to the next year, it's going to make both of you better. And I know it certainly made me, better having to go against Joe every single day. Yeah. Brian Kelly joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. Brian, you and I talked, everything's a bit of a blur in pandemic time, but maybe a year or so ago, uh, and, and you were, I think you were still in the States, but you were moving to Edmonton. How has the move gone? How are you enjoying being a full-time Edmontonian again? You know, we've been back for about a year. It has been the best thing you know, making a move from like we did as complicated as anybody would know, but it has been the absolute best thing. Our children are here, our grandchildren. We literally live next door. Um, being back in Edmonton, the people are just so kind and generous. They've always been so good to myself and our entire family. Um, it's just been the best, happiest uh, thing we've ever done. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. That's uh, people always love it when uh, when athletes uh, who who come to Edmonton, whether it's to play football or on the Oilers or whatever, wind up uh, settling here. That's always that's always pretty cool. Now I, you're going to have to re remind me a little bit here because, um, as you know, I interview a lot of people, and sometimes bits and pieces get bounced around my head. Weren't you doing some sort of was it endurance running or because Ricky Ray does that? But aren't you weren't you doing some kind of endurance stuff as well? Well, my hobby is that I do triathlons. Well, it's just a so hobby. I, okay. <laughs> I, I swim, bike, and run an awful lot. I've, uh, I have a, I'm doing the one, the, it was called Ironman Canada in Penticton, which is an Ironman um, in two weeks. So that'll be my 20th Ironman, and I've done, I did a half Ironman last week in Calgary, and Hey, I actually won my age group, you know. Um, all my competitors are either quitting or dying at my age. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. I swim, bike, run.
You see me all around town. <laughs> oh, so you're out on the trails or like, or where do you swim? Well, I swim at the Kidsman Fieldhouse. Okay. Um, currently, because the race course in Penticton I'm doing is very hilly, you can find me many mornings on uh, Victoria Park Road just going up and down that stupid hill. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I go on long bike rides west of Edmonton, and um, and then I run, you know, just wherever the road takes me. So that's my so hobby. What do you like most about that? Because obviously it's very athletic, but to me it's a different form of athleticism and competition than playing pro football. I mean, you can still get hurt, but you're you're not getting hit by other people. It's kind of your own body against the elements or the, the road or the water. You know, that's a good question, actually. Um, and one of the things I really like about it, and it's not the different disciplines, whether it's, you know, running or biking or swimming, um, I like, like, for instance, today, because I have this race, I have a big race in two weeks. And so I was preparing for it. I mean, I was watching YouTube videos of the bike course, the run course. I need to know the course. I need to know the hills. I need to know, you know, where they are, how many, how steep. And I'm thinking, you know, this, this is really exciting because it was just like preparation. I was thinking as I was sitting on the couch today that this is just like preparing for a football game. And there's always that exciting and that energy that flows inside when you're anticipating um, an event or a game. And I really enjoy that. Um, it's, um, it's just really fun preparing and then going out just like a football game, executing your game plan. It's really fulfilling when you go and you have a race and your swim goes the way you want it to. You did your bike and then your run went well. Um, so it's very similar, even though they're completely different uh, sort of disciplines, but it's um, it's kind of just continuing. I've always been active, and um, I just really enjoy it. Okay. Well, Brian, it's good to hear from you. I'll just ask one more, and I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to uh, you know solve the problems of the current team, but as, as an athlete, whether it's football or your triathlon career, uh, having bad nights, bad races, or whatever are part of it. And even though you played on a double E era where you didn't lose a lot, you still lost some games. It wasn't always uh, perfect. You know, if you could say something to the current team, if you got 30 seconds to talk to them, they're coming off a tough loss. I mean, uh, what would you say? Or, or what are some of the keys from you from just bouncing back, moving on after that tough game they had last week? And I, I think hopefully they're um, – in a spot to understand this but maybe you do as you get a bit older but you just got to keep showing up i mean while you mentioned that i played on some really good teams here man in college where i went to college we we didn't win a whole lot of games you just got to keep showing up every day do your best and you know you're going to have good coaches bad coaches good days bad days good seasons bad seasons you just got to show up every day and do your absolute best and it, it, it will hopefully work out, but that's really everything in life is like that, whether it's work or whatever, you just got to show up, take yesterday, put it behind you and focus on what can you do today to be as good as you possibly can. And so that's just, I think it's just, that's just a simple thing, but it's just a key to certainly there where they're at now and you know but it'll get it'll change it always does 
Brian, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, enjoy seeing your teammates go up on the Wall of Honor on Saturday. All the best in the triathlon you have coming up, and you're welcome on the show anytime. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on, and uh, go Elks. That is one of the all-time greats in the history of the E franchise, former receiver Brian Kelly on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, something uh, new coming through Edmonton this weekend. It is a cycling event, and uh, I'm uh, learning about this as we uh, go through this week as well, but uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's called Le Tape Edmonton by Tour de France, and uh, it's featuring uh, Alberto Condador, one of the most decorated cyclists in recent history. We got uh, Edmonton's Alex Stata is going to be uh, participating as well, and uh, I am very honored to welcome Inside uh, to Inside Sports a uh, another cyclist who has an incredible story, Carla Rodriguez, Rodriguez Dimitrescu, checking in tonight. Carla, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? I am doing very well. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, man, oh man, we got a lot of ground to cover here, and you're going to be covering a lot of ground here when you cycle. Uh, but first of all, just kind of give everybody the nuts and bolts on this of event. What is Le Tape Edmonton by Tour de France? Well, it's basically, I mean, it's the first time, as far as I know, that we're doing this, like, huge tour, right? And basically like we'll have like huge like you know important people like alberto contador he's like one of the wow guys that will be here but it's also there's also a friendly section which i believe is like the 45k 45k so people that are not so much into cycling right like it's like a friendly kind of cycling event too so it's basically like a tour or an event that everybody will be included Right, so you have people that are super pro and that are very competitive, uh, and then you have the family, uh, right? And so that I mean it's 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 a friendly event, so we could we're, we're able to incorporate everybody's kind of skills in one day, sort of thing, right? And here in Edmonton, which is super nice. Right. Well, yeah, I'm just looking at the website. So there's a, a short course, a medium course, and a long course. Yes. And it's all taking place on Sunday. So yes. now I understand you are doing the 80-kilometer race, which uh -huh. I want to tell people is the medium distance. <laughs> the, uh -huh. the long yes. race, it's 130K. So I, for, when I first was reading your bio, I was like, well, she must be doing the long race. No, you're doing your 50K short still of the long one, though 80 is pretty impressive. Uh, you got a you got a pretty cool story because um, <laughs> you you were like you're you're multi you're multinational, I guess, and you're multilingual. Tell us about where you grew up and and some of the languages you speak and a little bit about uh, uh, your childhood. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I'll share this with you. Today, uh, my spouse and I became Canadian citizens. So, oh, good. <laughs> yes, so we're sort of celebrating that. But I was born in, in Mexico. Uh, my dad, he's Mexican, and then my mom, she's half German, half Romanian, right? So I grew up, like, speaking, like, different languages. My first language wasn't actually Spanish. It's actually German, right? Because my mom, when I was born, um, she didn't speak, like, Spanish that well. So 
I guess she just decided to teach me what, whatever she was speaking well. And then I would talk to my dad in Spanish. So uh, my sister and I, we grew up in a very multicultural kind of uh, place, right? Like, you know, Mexican, Romanian, German culture. And yeah, that's what I, that, that was me. Till I I came here to Edmonton, like that was to pursue uh, my PhD. So I initially I wasn't planning to come here to Edmonton. To be honest, like I just googled top ten, uh, you know, places in clinical nutrition, and then the U of A was here. So I was like, oh, interesting. What's this place called Edmonton? And then I googled top ten, you know, in like you know research in this, and I was like, oh okay, he was Edmonton again. And then I was like, okay, I guess I should apply to this university. And people would ask me, oh, you're going to Calgary? And I would tell them, oh, no, I'm going to this place called Edmonton. Like, I've Googled. And, and they were like, oh, is it cold? And I'm like, well, Wikipedia says it's the average temperature it's 10 degrees and Wikipedia lies, right? So that's what I tell people now. Like, it's so wrong because it's not true at all. I was like, how bad could it be? Like, I've spent, you know, winters in, with, like in Romania and, you know, winter can be pretty. Well, no, right? Um, I guess the average, maybe that's accurate if you consider that there's minus 40. Yeah, it's an average. You know, right? so, so, yeah, it's, you know, I should have Googled something more like a forecast or something like that, but that's not something we do in Mexico, right? So I just, you know, so think about also like that was in 2007. So internet, there was not so much info out there like we have right now, right? Um, and yeah, like I came here and yeah, that's when I started. I, I was sort of like, I've always, I come from an athletic background, like I was a national level swimmer and I was an aquathlon, I was part of the national team, but I stopped doing that because I was like, no, I just want to study more. I just want to be like my dad, get a PhD and all that. And then when I came here, that's when I started to run uh, trails and then eventually I became an ultra marathon runner, which is what I do the most. I also swim and cycle, as you can see, but my forte is uh, running, like ultramarathon uh, runs. So, yeah, like long, very long distance. Like 100K or longer for running. <laughs> like 100K, like running 24 yeah. hours around a track, which is, that's my favorite event. So you run basically 24 hours around a track, around a 400-meter oh, track. Geez. Yeah, that's, that's what you do, and and I I super love it, right? And it in fact it it's been a really nice year for Edmonton because it's twenty four hour national. We're here, we're in Sherwood, so that was also nice, right? So we've had a nice summer here in in Edmonton, sort of say. So what do you like? Because Carla, I, I run, but I'm a very casual run for fitness i mean i'm gonna do the 10k as part of the edmonton marathon in a week and a half i've oh, done yeah. some half marathons but i just find it fascinating people who go to you know 50 80 100k um you know what do you like about it because for a lot of people listening will be like that's torture what she's talking about <laughs> what do you what, what do you like about it <laughs> you know what it's the freedom that you can cover so much with your feet right like you know one step in front of the other and i've always liked long distances like you know when you there's a point that you think that you can no longer continue and that's the beauty of ultra marathons it's like your life 
in it happens in a whole day right like you know you have good like it starts pretty nicely and then things go wrong and then you have to adapt and adjust right and and you know be okay with it and what are you going to do are you going to give up or are you going to you know just move forward and i've always been that type of person that i I think I only move forward uh, regardless of the challenges and what happens. And, and that's, that's why I think I like ultras. It's like your life, but it all happens in 24 hours, sometimes more, right? Like sometimes it takes you like 30 plus hours to cover something, but, uh, but that's what it is. And, and your crew. So ultra marathons, like you have, I've always said that I have an army behind me, like my spouse, my sister, my family, they are behind the scene, like helping you out, like massaging your feet, like, you know, stretching everything, prepping the nutrition and everything. So at the end of the day, when we cross the finish line, it's more like a whole team uh, work. Like the whole team has worked together. And yes, like I might be the one finishing. I might be the one going going to this place and another, but I have so many people that have helped me to get to where I am. So my, it's, and, and my mantra has always been all for love because I generally believe that I've been super lucky to have like that many people that have helped me out in, in this nice journey, right? Well, Carla, that's awesome. So look, uh, we're out of time. First of all, congratulations on becoming a Canadian citizen. All the best in the uh, 80K on uh, on Sunday. So you, I, I'm just looking at the map. Do you start yeah. in Edmonton or does it finish in Edmonton or is it out and back? I think it's well, out and back. Yeah, we, yes, it's out and back and we start, from what I understand, Collingwood. I think that they changed the map, but I'm pretty sure it's Collingwood. And yeah. then, you know, we just do like out and back and then we're back to the start line. Okay, how long will that take you to cycle 80K? You know what? I, I hope like two hours and like a bit, 10, 15. I just, I've, I've been having like a week, two weekends of racing, like, you know, the Canadian that raced the marathon and then I raced last weekend. So I am all for fun this weekend just to do something different and enjoy the whole thing. So I, I don't know how much I'm going to push, <laughs> but for sure well, less than two hours 30. Well, you're a great story. Uh, I mean, it's cool that uh, the tape Edmonton by Tour de France is, is here, first of all, and it's awesome. It features athletes like you. I, I'm sure you're one of uh, dozens of great stories cycling on the weekend. Carla, thanks for letting us get to know you a little bit. Have a blast on Sunday. I hope we can talk again. Yes, thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. That is Carla Rodriguez Dimitrescu checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Wow, that was awesome. She's uh, doing 80K, and she's a, an ultra-marathon runner as well, does 100K distances. Really, really cool to talk to her. Ed Ganey from your Elks is up next.